Welcome to episode 11 of Nature Spot. Uh, today it's all about the abundance of hedgerows. I often appreciate the hedgerows in the town where I live for their beauty and the wildlife that lives in them and the planners in days gone by who had the foresight to leave them in when fields in the farms that once occupied the land made way for housing developments in the early 20th century. In fact, some of the fields were left intact too and are now green oases, whether of shorter cut grass where people and dogs can amble or nature reserves where meadows have been deliberately cultivated. Hedgerows in towns might be rare, I'm really lucky to live in what was once the outskirts um, and in an area where local people have used their voices to protect these amazing habitats. Bees support huge numbers of bees, butterflies, bugs, bats, birds, and where I live at least also give shelter to adorable fox cubs that I sometimes see playing in the open areas in early morning or dusk. But the other day I got very excited about the food that can be found in them, so I recorded a little piece from my wanderings. The important thing to note here is that when foraging, never pick and eat anything you cannot identify absolutely and if you're even the slightest bit unsure that it's safe to eat, just don't do it. Also, never strip trees or bushes of the fruit that they bear. Remember that wildlife relies on them too. So, I was out and about the other day gathering blackberries, as perhaps some of you have as well. And it got me thinking um, about the abundance of hedgerows. And I was really quite astonished by the variety of um, fruit that you can find. Um, And by fruit, I mean, you know, berries, berries you might not think of eating, but also things like wild plums, sloes, crab apples, um, what are the other things called, um, hawberries, uh, spelt H-A-W by the way, which are red and which you might not think of uh, doing anything with. But actually, as I look around this, um, this spot where I where I came to gather my blackberries. It's a open green area uh, surrounded by, by these hedgerows. I don't really know how old they are. I know there used to be farms um, hereabouts before, uh, before the area was developed in the mm, 1920s. So some of these hedges are probably quite old. Um, but they're filled with just all of the all of the sh- all of the um, plants that I just mentioned, and then things that probably aren't edible, you know, to us anyway, such as well, there are trees in them, alder, um, and what else? What am I seeing? Things like uh, why do I want to say grey weasel when what I actually mean is grey willow? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Back to the abundance of um, of hedgerows. So. Every time, and I just, I don't know why I haven't thought to to talk about it before. And I don't know whether you've noticed, but certainly with the changing seasons, um, I don't know how many of you have ever made elderflower cordial or elderflower champagne. Uh, I remember earlier in the season, uh, 
um, gathering elderflowers and now I have two vats of elderflower wine on the go which um, I'm well I'm not drinking yet because it's not ready but now of course uh, because of the hot weather that we've had the elderberries are getting ripe possibly a bit earlier than they otherwise might and it certainly feels to me that the blackberries have happened a little bit earlier this year I don't know if that's right um, but as I look around these incredible hedgerows I notice how much food and wine can be made from the things that are around us and that perhaps uh, we take for granted um, so I'm going to just on a whim tell you some of the things that I've made before uh, using some of the things that can be found in my local hedgerows so um, sloes are for slow gin obviously and wild plums can be depending on you know I mean you get several different sizes don't you, you get the ones that are a tiny little bit bigger than sloes and like a dark uh, that dark purpley blue color so if you have the patience you can actually make jam with those as well um, which is very tasty um, but they do have a lot of stones which you kind of need to pick out otherwise the jam can be very tart and bitter uh, hawberries which are the red ones on the hawthorn uh, which I never knew you could eat until a few years ago a friend uh, presented me with a jar of the most delicious hawberry ketchup uh, which is red doesn't taste like tomato ketchup obviously because it's not made of tomatoes um, but it's so so delicious and I subsequently made it for some friends of mine for another Christmas and it's a lot of work but it is worthwhile absolutely and then of course um, there are elderberries which um, make a very good elderberry wine um, so that's yummy and of course blackberries and my goodness there are so many things you can do with blackberries blackberry jam various types of blackberry preserve blackberry cordial um, a friend of mine was telling me the other day she'd made um, blackberry sorbet um, and of course can also be added to <laughs> various alcohols um, to infuse uh, like a slow gin you know but actually it works really well with whiskey um, what else crab apples so you kind of think okay well who would want to eat crab apples and to be fair I've never eaten them but I have again hmm, you might be sensing a theme I have made um, crab apple wine and um, it's interesting because when we first made it uh, my partner and I and drank it after the sort of time that we would usually sample a, a wine of any other fruit we thought oh my goodness this is disgusting um, and promptly left it um, in the cupboard under the stairs to sort of just I don't know be, be abandoned and then a few years later after we'd forgotten in fact I think it was a couple of years later um, we found this mystery bottle I'm not even sure if the label was still on it it was quite a few years ago now anyway we tried this wine and it was so delicious and so what trans what um, what seems to be the case then is that uh, crab apple wine is very very delicious but only if you leave it, <laughs> leave it alone long enough to mature uh, which can be frustrating so I would recommend making other wines that you can drink in the meantime um, what else is there? 
I think those are all of the things that I can see in our local hedges. But they are so, they're here in such profusion. And what I also really love, um, and I was thinking this as I was picking blackberries the other day, getting scratched and stung by the stinging nettles that are around the bottom of them. Um, It's quite fabulous uh, what nature does in that, um, you know, if if you're a little human, your range, your reach is quite limited. And that's fantastic for the wildlife because while you will pick the fruit from a certain um, area along the hedge line, the birds will be able to access everything above that. And the things below that will be able to eat all of the things that you wouldn't want to pick because you might be worried that a doggy has peed there. So, um, you know, if we take just what we need and not everything and realise that this is there for all of us, uh, not just the two-legged us, but the four-legged us as well, and the the ones of us that have wings, Um, I think you can appreciate a whole nother level of abundance of these incredible hedgerows. And I think quite a few of us, certainly in the UK, will live near um, to a hedgerow somewhere. You know, or you might you might see one when you're out walking. So have a look next time you're out and about. See what you can you can see there. Um, look at the beautiful colours of of the wild plums, which are like purple, but also they have you know they have this coating, this matte coating, which makes them look almost blue, which then comes off if you rub them with your fingers. Um, it's just incredible, and it's really beautiful and. Of course, stopping to notice it is quite a mindful thing, which instantly makes you feel good. So anyway, I'll stop going on, (laughs) but I just wanted to share uh, the abundance and appreciation of hedgerows that I was struck by when I went blackberry picking the other day. And the jam is made, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be delicious. (laughs) Bye. So that was my amble along my local hedgerows. If you want to find out more about these wonderful habitats, visit any of the Wildlife Trust's websites. You'll see that the removal of hedgerows from the landscape from the middle of the 20th century onwards has led to the endangerment of some species such as the hedgehog. And did you know that hedges can prevent water runoff from fields during heavy rains? There are so many interesting facts, I really encourage you to have a read. Next week, I'll be chatting with my friend Catherine about her allotment. Uh, There's been a resurgence of popularity of these spaces over recent years, and we'll be chatting about just some of the reasons that make them so appealing. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, rate and subscribe on whichever platform you're hearing this. And get in touch via the voicemail on Anchor or the at Naturespot podcast Instagram account if you want to comment on this episode or would like to be a guest on a future one. As always, thanks very much for listening.